we're going to have to do a Baba Black Sheep podcast at some point. You know that, right? We yeah, I think I know that. Yeah, okay. Christmas Island, establishing a beachhead on the Isabel chain. Against determined enemy resistance, Allied air and naval forces hold the Japanese at bay, inflicting telling losses against the well-prepared and fiercely held enemy positions. A major Allied offensive has begun. Another hero has joined the honor roll of gallant men who have made the ultimate sacrifice to rid the world of tyranny. Captain Charles W. Dobson of Iowa City, holder of the Navy Cross, the Silver Star, and the Distinguished Flying Cross, downed last week when attacked by enemy aircraft. Missing in action and presumed dead, the passing of this valiant hero saddens America. But it also serves to renew and strengthen the determination of every American, man, woman, and child, to a total dedication toward the final and inevitable victory. So I don't know if you know about this, Steve, but there was this show on in the 70s called Baba Black Sheep that changed its name inexplicably in season two to Black Sheep Squadron. We're not there yet, but we could talk about that. Never heard of it. Yes. What's it about? It's planes, mostly but planes. And oh. it's and Robert Conrad taking his shirt off. Mostly that's what's oh, about. Oh, right, right. As long as it's not about World War II, because you know yeah. I don't like that stuff. Yeah, neither of us find that interesting at all. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Boinkins Bastards, folks. Uh, it's, 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 it is the podcast about the Black Sheep Squadron. There, <laughs> there's no others. There's no others. Uh, and why would there be? Yeah. Uh, this is a show that very few people watched. Well, actually, actually, that's not entirely fair. It did okay in the ratings. It, yeah was a victim more of its time and it got a second season got a second season and i think it and then it was competing against charlie's angels which made it very difficult for it uh you know uh and we'll get to the part where they start to try to compete with charlie's angels which is yeah Yeah, well yeah yeah yeah, which is yeah uh Uh, even (laughs) robert conrad without a shirt yeah can't compete with charlie's farrah fawcett with a shirt jackson yeah. And Jacqueline Smith. Yeah, with a shirt. With shirts, exactly. Uh, but today we will be talking about Baba Black Sheep, season one, episode six, presumed dead. Originally aired on October the 26th, 1976. Ooh, we were getting ready for Halloween, you and I, I imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't These are going go to like anything from World War II for Halloween. Like, were you that into it when you were a kid? Um, a bit, yeah. There were there were a couple times where I I I the problem was, you know, fi- finding stuff. Of course, but I I tended to go as, as soldiers just because it was easy. To, <laughs> it was stuff easy to find. That's right, and every kid had toy guns all over their yeah, houses. Exactly. That's how it was yeah. back then. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. My, my house, my mom was always like that. You know, I'm not buying you toy guns. My dad would just buy us toy guns. For, yeah, it's like <laughs> I didn't know you said he couldn't have those. Yeah, and he, I'm sure he didn't actually. Um, <laughs> but yes, we're talking about this episode and. 
This one's kind of fun. It's got a real Manchurian candidate feel to it. So I it like does. that. Um, it's got Ant McCord. Like, yes. it's got James Hong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, you've got two 70s icons there, and James Hong was well into the 21st oh, century. Yeah. He's oh, still yeah. a... he, was, he, was, he was on like Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Classic. Uh, he's He's been in everything. Yeah. Hey, we need a guy who's a vaguely Asian of some Asian yep. persuasion. Go yep. get him. You know, that was, um, Pretty and he much. played everything from comedy to very menacing. Like in this episode, mm-hmm. he, he, I really liked a lot of his work. In fact, Anthony and I, I believe on best episode ever did a whole episode just on him yep. a few yep. years him ago. And Mar- him and Marion Ross. That's right. Cause they were both from Minnesota. Yeah, and they're 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 both in their nineties, and they're still alive, still, and still working. That's the yep. thing that kills me. Still working. Um, the uh, and this is also about classic clash of cultures a bit. And I think most of the shows about clash of cultures. Uh, last one we talked about, which was a prisoners of war, yep. had that angle as yep. well. Um, this was also about the toll war takes. This one's a little more fantastical than the first one. I think the last one, sorry, we talked about. Yeah. Um. And it, I don't think it's as heavily. Oh, what right word is? I wouldn't say messagey. First of all, because no. it's not a word, but yeah, it doesn't have a central thing like the one last time had. But um, it's got yeah, some of that this, though. This is more of a bit of a more of an adventure story. Yeah, this is this is right. more like a Saturday morning uh, serial yeah. you watch yeah. in the theater before exactly. you watch your movie. Yeah, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Um, as we've pointed out many times, uh, Stephen Kennell said he's in the entertainment business, and that's what yep. this is, so it's fine. So, as always, we open up with a newsreel. The fifth Marines have taken Isabel Island. Um, okay, now, I looked this up. There is an island, Santa Isabella, in the Solomon chain. Mm-hmm. So the island exists. Yep. Well, there is no Isabel chain, and that's fine, but okay. Um and there was never a march towards Christmas Island. Uh, no. It was bypassed. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, and it eventually, I guess the Japanese garrison there surrendered to the to the Brits in October of 45. So the war was over. Yeah. A lot of that happened, right? Where yeah. these garrisons sometimes into 1946 were like, no, 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 we, we're not going to surrender. Yeah, we're You're faking surrender. it. I remember one guy in the early 70s they found. Yeah, early was a 70s holdout. they found. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, in the Philippines, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I remember reading. Like, I remember hearing about that on the news when I was a kid. Like, yeah. that's how recent it was. Um, but yeah, so that's that's our. You know, they're telling us basically what they think's happening in the war. Uh, and then then we get the most important part, really, which is a hero is gone. And this is when I get really excited because I find out that uh, Jim Reed from Adam Twelve, yep. <laughs> Officer Reed, has been shot down. And the best part of all of this, and I mean. I know I like to nitpick about hair and, yeah. <laughs> and move, but the hair, the hair, yeah. And they're, all their hair is yeah. bad in the show, but that hair in the pictures with the, the aviator sunglasses are fine. Aviators wore aviator sunglasses in World they War II. That's why they're called aviator sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Not that hair. No. That was blow dried hair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got a kick out of yeah. that. Yeah. We, you, you know, you're in the age of feathered hair. <laughs> mm. When? Yeah, when even when people can't even conceive of the idea of a yeah. buzz cut. Kent, <laughs> Kent McCord channeling Sean Cassie there. I know. It's so Sean or Parker Stevenson, one of the yeah. Hardy Boys, anyway. One of the Hardy Boys. It, it, it's it's kind of hilarious because like 
it's almost as if I, I wonder if actors were like, well, no, I got to work more. I, you can't shave my head, man. Yeah. Uh, that's, the, that, and yeah. that's that's probably it. That's probably I it. Especially, so. you know, in, in you know, especially if you're a guest star, like if, if you're a star, yeah, you can, you can do it because you're going to be there for a while, you know, but you know, if you're Kent McCord and you're here for one episode, you're not going to shave your, shave your head. No, probably not. Know, Cause probably you know, not. Then, you know, you have to wait for it to grow back. Exactly. The, uh, the other thing is that, um, uh, what I found really funny about that was just there was something about the pictures that seemed like they were taken with a 1970s camera. I don't know what it was, but it's yeah. probably just the way it was lit or something. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this guy has been shot down uh, and he was supposed to be a really big thing. Um, a big, big time ace. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then they show a military parade at the end there, which by those uniforms, those U S army soldiers were wearing. Is it the very earliest from about 1970? Yeah. <laughs> so but again, it's fine. It's most people don't know those things and it's, it's entertainment. Not, it's entertainment. It's not a big deal. It looks like military. So that's it's fine. Right. We had a thing at work one year. Uh, they did a, you know, a little remembrance day section at the university website because it was remembrance day coming up and we had a, we had a moment of silence and there's a, you know, the whole thing mm-hmm. <laughs> in the pictures. And it was talking about Canada because what with us being in can- Canada and all. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Ken Herndon sent me a message and he said, look at, look at the website. And I went, those are American Marines in the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> like you could see it. And it was, it was, it wasn't just because people like you and me and Ken Herndon can look at somebody and go, those are American Marine uniforms. Yeah. You could see on a guy's pocket, you know, the stenciled on USMC. Yeah. Yeah, so I sent a rather interesting email to the communications department explaining yeah. World War II to them. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> how they're different countries. Different and... countries, different theaters of war. Yeah. And Canada doesn't have Marines. No, we so, like... there were no Canadian ground troops in war, in, in, in in the Pacific. It just wasn't a thing. Well, I guess if you want to get technical. Well, earlier, like in Hong very, Kong and Singapore. Yeah, that, that's true. Hong Kong and Singapore, and then... Uh, the Aleutian Islands, um, yeah. but yeah, they weren't they weren't island hopping along with the no. American Marines, is no. what I'm saying. Anyway, that's fine. Um, right, so we uh, and oh, this is and right away when I saw the 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 the, the credits that said Kent McCord, James yep. Hong. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. yep. this is gonna be good. I'm gonna like this. This is peak seventies. Uh, yeah, it's peak seventies exactly. Right. The only thing you needed here was maybe maybe Charo to show up at some point or, or as Watson. Tokyo Rose. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona Rose, um, which is not too out of, um, yeah, too too out of, because I was watching an old episode of Hawaii Five O, and they have a Japanese character, um, and guess who plays the Japanese character? I don't Ricardo know. Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that one. I watched that one recently. Oh my! Were you watching it on Pluto TV? Because that's where I watch no, that. I, I have it all on DVD. Come oh, on, man! Come bastard. on, man! I have all okay. of it. I'm gonna DVD. have to get those from you and rip them somehow. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> that's that's great though. It's like the Mission Impossible episode where where Leonard Nimoy dresses up. He's supposed to be uh in costume as a Chinese person. Yeah. And all he yeah. does is just put his eyes like this. It's it's yeah. it's kind of racist, but yeah, also yeah. funny. And it's got to be galling for somebody like Montalban because he yes. refused to change his accent. Like he, like he, he wanted to create this kind of authentic Mexican actor and and you know present Mexicans in 
with a, a greater sense of authenticity, and now he's playing a Japanese guy. Well, he's also played an East Indian guy that tried to take over the world, Khan. Exactly, so exactly. It's great. I'll say one thing about Ricardo Montalban. He was always like, no, I'm not changing the accent. Sorry, this is how I talk. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. yeah I'll give him some credit there. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, so that we see that, and we we also see a sub sending out yep. active sonar pings, which is, again, something subs don't do anymore, but and they didn't do yeah. in World War II either, because that's like yelling to everybody, I'm right yeah, exactly. here. Exactly. Hey, we've detected a sonar ping. It's not yeah. one of ours. Must be one of theirs. Exactly. Well, that's why you don't do active sonar. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Japanese subs weren't much of a thing, and they weren't they were Japanese subs, and they certainly yeah. participated in a lot of operations, uh, but they didn't have the effect that the American submarines had in no. the Pacific. The American submarines are more successful probably than the German ones in the Atlantic, I would yeah. say, um, using the same kind of tactics. Anyway, this is being used as a special operations kind of platform, I guess. Um, I do love the way the captain yelled Fuyo! at one point, which he said, cause he sounded like uncle Roger getting mad at Jamie Oliver cooking <laughs> fried rice. If you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, then we see two Jack Japanese special ops guys go ashore on Vela La Cava and they're, it looks like they're bringing Dobson's kit, like his bag, right? Yeah. Uh, and I keep wanting I, the whole time. I keep wanting James Hong to yell out Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> you say she say Costanza, are you caught right? She say you're not here. I say you see she she say swear word and hang up. <laughs> Love that that episode. Um, yeah, yeah, that great Minnesota accent that he has. It's right. <laughs> That's the thing that always gets me. But I mean, I, it seems like it's sexual. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The thing yeah. is that uh, you know we've got something going on here. He's been shot down, presumed dead, but of course he's not. He's been captured by the Japanese. Uh, and as you note here, this is almost what happened to George Bush, the senior, the yep. the, the more, the more yeah. reasonable George, the, yeah, the was, intelligent he, and curious George yeah. Bush. Uh, yeah. 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 He was, he was shot down uh, as I, we mentioned before hmm. and um, he saw a Japanese, it wasn't a sub, but he saw a Japanese ship coming towards him and he had to uh, he paddling away. I imagine, imagine him kind of paddling away. Uh, and, but luckily for him, an American sub just kind of kind of surfaces oh, that's and the Japanese and the Japanese ship goes, okay, let's turn around now. <laughs> wow. That's, and, uh, and, and picks him up. Yeah. Not going to, not going to captured by the Japanese. No. Uh, you think, and yeah, he was right. on the, on the sub for about a month. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize he was, it was that long. Okay. Because, because they were, they were on an operation, right? On, on a war patrol, right? So yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're not, they're not going to just go back because they have this one. They're, they're going to say, you have to stay here, buddy. Hey, Lieutenant um, Bush, because, go sit over there. Yeah, exactly. Some cigarettes. You know. <laughs> right. And of course the guys that he was shot down with, a couple of them were captured and um, very bad things happened to them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. There was cannibalism involved folks and it wasn't on their part. Let's just yeah. say that when, after they, and it was after they were captured. So it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, then we cut over to a flight of black sheep. Uh, Gutterman uh, sees something. He and Anderson head down and inform air sea rescue, which I mean, uh, I love how everything's done in the clear and open channels and it never yeah. would have been, but that, again, no. well, you wouldn't, that's fine. I mean, yeah. like, okay, turn on the encryption. Like, there's that's i'm okay with that yeah you know this is this is where you, you, the audience needs to know what's going on so yeah and you only ha you only have 50 minutes so exactly. it's like you can't you can't take time to have them encrypt things decrypt things that's right you know. exactly so they he they call rc rescue 
Uh, and uh, as, I, as I note here, they said, see the man, see the man at the corner of Pacific and Ocean. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. She, was, she was a real uh, um, police. Um, what you call it, too. Yeah. Like, police and the guy at the, at, the, at, the, at the, because, and I mentioned this because yeah. they're both produced by Jack Webb. At yes. the beginning of the emergency, the guy, the, the guy who would do the calls to emergency, burp, the, burp, burp. yeah, that was a real guy. He was, he, he, he actually worked for the LA County Police Department. Oh, I love department. that. <laughs> I love that kind of thing he when was, it can be done. That's he was great. Actually a, you know, and he would go in and he would shoot his thing. Cause obviously he's not interacting with any of the actors. No. So he just would go in for a day and shoot his thing. And then, you know, right. And he'd do well, them probably for the true. whole for the whole season, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Squad exactly. fifty one, engine fifty one. Yeah. Uh, yes, I love that. Uh, so that's why the dispatch always sounds so re- real. Was they that? Were. that yeah, they that, were. That, that's wonderful. That's a great that's one tidbit. Of, I mean, Jack Webb had a lot of flaws, but uh, one sense. of the things that he got right is he wanted things to sound real. Yeah, and that and that did. I mean, that was in fact yeah. probably the most real bit of, of both of those shows of Adam Twelve and Emergency was that. And that Mike Stoker on Emergency, he was a real firefighter. Okay, I didn't know that either. I'm learning all kinds yeah. of things about Jack Webb properties right now. Be- because, you know, they, they wanted somebody who could really... <laughs> when they had the, the the fire truck there, they wanted somebody who uh, could actually do it. Actually knew what they were doing, right? Yeah. Now, there was a guy in Generation Kill that was actually one of the guys in that re- Marine Recon Battalion in Iraq. Yeah. And he became an actor. Like, it yeah. does happen. So, yeah. interesting. Um. As I note here in our document, sometimes the they sometimes I find the flight bits really contrived and they don't look good, but sometimes they yeah. look killer. And I thought this yeah. bit looked really good. Yeah. Uh, they cut some stock footage in with stuff that they'd shot really yeah. and really nicely. It doesn't always work, but it did there. Yeah. And as I said, they're setting up the B story, which also will eventually tie into the A the story. A story. So. That's right. Get a lot of Japanese flack. Um yeah, and they're doing some kind of recon, and actually, <laughs> under the circumstances, let's make only one pass. Yeah, yeah. Anders, Anderson says, "How many passes are we going to make?" Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> under the circumstances, it's funny. I was watching uh, Masters of the Air last night. Uh, right. By the way, there's a, now a character named Pappy. Okay, um, so there's there's a dog named Meatball, and that the major, it's the major's dog, and yeah. then there is a lieutenant Happy so and so because he's a little yeah. bit older. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, Difference is these are real people. Uh, well, so was Pat people. Uh, but anyway, um, they they get some flack. And yeah, we're not going to go any further on that. That'll be bad. We don't want to get shot down. Uh, yep. So we head back to Bella Lacava. And on the beach, the boys are checking out their wine stash in the ocean. I like that. They, they, that makes sense. Why wouldn't you leave it in the ocean? Yep. You want it cold? Yeah, I guess. Uh, the doc informs that Dobson uh, is, is, is there and in the hospital. Yeah. It seems to me that Velilakov has become really built up in the last five episodes. Yeah, the construction battalion has really been busy. It's been really busy. <laughs> I'm surprised there isn't a casino and perhaps yeah, a resort exactly. of some sort at this point. I mean, part of it, too, it's funny, too, because, the again, thinking back to last night's Masters of the Air, I looked over at Isabel when they were having a party for a guy that had hit 25, a crew that had hit 25 missions. Yeah. And I said, you know why we won the war, eh? And she said, and she looks at me and I said, because the Americans decided they could, oh, we're just going to build an entire bar right yep. here. And they could. Yep. And then they could bring Benny Goodman into play at it. That's, yep. it's called logistics. It's how you win wars. Yeah, logistics wins wars. Yep. Um, but yeah, a lot of infrastructure going up. 
Uh, so Greg meets up with a shaken up Dobson. He's, he knows Dobson from the past. Yeah. I think they did, they did flight yeah, school they, they together. Were, yeah. Pensacola. Uh, which is where, where the flight school actually was. That's where the Marine flight school is. That's right. Yeah. Um, looks pretty bad. Uh, uh, one of the black sheep says, and Greg defends him and says, you know, quick staring at him. Like he's in a zoo. Uh, he, Greg's interesting because he's got this sort of like, he doesn't quite like Dobson, but he's still kind of like, don't, don't be mean to the guy. Like he's got a sense of. Yeah. decency i guess is the way to put it you know uh which i kind of like because it because it, you know he's also thinking like this could have been you exactly right this like, is any like, of us any like, day look, at, look in the mirror buddy yeah this could be you this, yeah exactly tj's very welcoming tj always strikes me as the most friendly of the whole most genuinely yeah. friendly of the whole bunch uh yeah. because i guess in larry casey is also pretty friendly yeah. um Dobson doesn't uh, doesn't want any liquor, which they are immediately suspect. It's like yeah. let's, let's give him the side eye because he doesn't want to be chugging wine. Yeah, nothing better than chugging red wine. Um, <laughs> of course, the hospital is full, uh, so he's going to have to stay with the black sheep. Uh, did you notice how at times in that scene it was pouring rain, and other times it was not raining at all? Yeah, it's just a strange thing they did for continuity. I get the rain. Because it's the Pacific. It rains it a rains. lot there at times and during the rainy season. That's why they call it that. But so you'd hear the rain over the canvas and that's a very effective sort of bit of Foley work. And it's like, oh yeah, that's like in a tent. And then yeah. you look and then the next scene, like in the same scene, but it's not raining. It was, yeah. it's very bizarre. Wish they wouldn't have done that. Um, so we now, this now morphs into Dobson and Colonel Okuda of the Nagoya Behavioral Institute. That's right, yes. Steve. He's one of us. When I say yep. us, I mean me. Yep. He's a psychologist. Um, he is. Yeah. As I note here, I don't think it'd be quite as interesting if he was a cultural studies expert interested in war poetry and detective fiction. No, that's true. It just that's wouldn't true. work. Yeah. It would be like, what, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Columbo. What? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I- Car- comic book i hope that i don't know if this is real or not but i saw a comic book yeah and it's colombo and the thing like like the movie the thing i hope it's right real. so so it's kurt russell and um uh colombo like, oh my oh, god i want that oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely want that yep. <laughs> that's awesome uh and i guess he's you know we see that he's being tortured um and as as a way to put it i mean he's being it's not being beaten up he's being psychologically tortured and manipulated and brainwashing yeah now brainwashing doesn't work like this it doesn't work you don't need drugs and you don't um and it wouldn't work in four or five days it's the kind of thing that works in about six or eight months and Yeah, yeah. yeah And it's something that it was, this is how you ended up with uh, 15 or 20 American soldiers staying in North Korea after the war. Because, yeah, you know, to brainwash somebody, what you really need is sort of, a, you know, a bunch of TV shows that sort of in, in, in incorporate the, the ideology that they you want they want them to, to, to get. <laughs> and you show it over and over again. That's right. You show it over and over again. And so, you know. What it really, the way it really works <laughs> is that you, um, you get people to do, um, very menial, very not menial, um, very simple tasks. Cause at first people won't break. They don't want to do anything for you, but then you say, can you, um, like when you leave the room, you say, uh, can you just pick up that, the, the, uh, the, 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 the chair that got knocked over, just straighten that up. Very, something very simple. People do yeah. things like that. Cause that we're, most of us would do those kind of things. Right. Yeah. 
And then they start asking you more and more and more involved things. Um, yeah. And most people go, yeah, at this point, I, I'm going to back out. Uh, but yeah. but a lot of people don't, too. So that's how these guys ended up staying in North Korea, yeah, for example. kind of normalize it. It's exactly correct. That's that's a good way to put it. So it's it's not about drugs and showing people uh, pictures of the Jack of Diamonds and saying they'll kill they'll kill fake Kennedy. Then, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it's it's as that uh, that said, that's much more entertaining than what I was yes. describing. <laughs> much more entertaining. And, uh, and of course, you know, it's TV, so you need to things things to happen faster because yeah, you know. of course. Yeah, it has to happen quickly and it has to be a lot more evil. Yeah. Because it makes it more fun for the audience, right? Yeah. Um, so after commercial break, we come back to the present, the present being during the war, but at the time, I yeah. guess. And the doc says Dobson is a bit uh, too much of an eager beaver. Yeah, I but think, I'm not sure that that's necessarily true. Yeah, me either. Right. Like like he sees that as a problem, and I'm not sure I would because you know, sort of the ideas of toxic, toxic masculinity, stuff like sure. that, yeah. you know, you, you want to get, you want to get back. Like, I think that would be a person's natural response. Yeah. And the way that they're, tra- and the way that they're trained is such that, you know, you view your unit as a family. Exactly. Right. So you want to, you don't want to let the guys down. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that you should go back, but no, that you no, don't want no, to go no. back. You should right? go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's again. I keep referring to last night's Masters of the Air, but at one point, one of the one of the new guys, a new crew, uh, the chief, like the the pilot, comes over to one of the guys who's got like twenty three successful missions already. He said, "Do you have any advice, sir? He said, Stay alive. That's that's what yeah. I'd do." Yeah, it's like no, it's you all know, luck, dude. Yeah, and at the risk of sounding like a George George Bush fanboy, which I'm really not. Yeah, uh, he, he after he was, you know, he recuperated after you know being shot down. Mm-hmm. They gave they gave him the option to go home back to the United States. He said no. He yeah. went back. No, to and that's and a lot of guys did you know, that. You know, a lot of guys did that. A lot of guys did that. Yeah, you can no, say I, a lot I was about... a little confused here that the doctor. Yeah, would would like I could see the doctor saying he wants to go back. I understand why he wants to go back. He shouldn't go back. That line of reasoning I can understand. I get I get completely. Yeah. Right. But he's too eager to go back. It's like, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I think that would be the natural reaction. Well, the two ways they can get home, right? Besides yeah. in a body bag are get hurt yeah. psychologically or physically or finish their tour. Yeah. Uh, and if you are physically able, they'll, they're going to put you back. So the idea of, I want to finish my goddamn tour so I can go home is actually yeah. incredibly logical, right? Yeah, that, that too. Yep. Um, Anyway, uh, we then see some more indoctrination. General Carl Gant, who didn't exist, by the way, yeah. uh, is a war criminal. No, General Gant is a hero. One of the things I liked, I really liked about watching that scene is Kent McCord, I've never seen him show any range in his acting. Yeah. I just haven't. Uh, I've mostly seen him in Adam 12 and Galactica 1980. Yeah. That's a piece of work that thing is. And I've never seen him show any emotion. Like, besides the odd damn these criminals, you know, like yeah. Yeah. never, and it was seeing emotion there in his face and seeing, oh gee, Kim McCord had some chops. That's not yeah. bad. I enjoyed seeing that. Cause I yeah, never and, thought and, of him like that. Yeah. And to be fair to Kent McCord, I mean, that, that was, I mean, I've saw, you know, doing, doing TV stuff and, and stuff like that. I've, I've sure. seen a lot of interviews with people who work with Jack Webb mm-hmm. and that, that was Jack Webb style. Yeah. He, he, he didn't want emotion. He wanted people to suppress their emotion. Right. You know, he did. And and so, you know, actors would talk, you know, going, you know, and they would be doing stuff. Yeah. Right. Like actors do. And then he would go, no, 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 no. 
tone it down, tone it down, tone it down. And he, so he wanted McCord yeah. to kind of do that. Oh, and they were, by the way, you know, um, I liked Adam 12 a lot as a kid. I haven't seen yeah. it really since, but I, I really enjoyed it. Half hour, fast paced yep. bit of action. Yeah. Uh, liked that a lot, but yeah, it Turn wasn't, it was black and white. There was yep. never, there were hardly ever gray areas. Like nothing yep. was, you know, yep. it was no Rockford files. Um, yep. You know, or it wasn't NYPD blue or, or Hill Street blues either. Yeah. Yeah. But it was nice seeing that. Yeah. Um, and I should also yeah. mention that Ken McCord was in a great episode of Sequest. Do you remember Sequest? Yeah, I never really watched it, but I remember the, the show. First, sure. The first season of Sequest was fantastic. I've heard a lot of people say that. Right. Season two, they changed things and it wasn't as good. Okay. But he he he, he he's in an episode where obviously because they're underwater because they're in a sub they 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 find a an alien ship in the water cool and he he's a like a, a you know an alien specialist and he comes in because they're thinking about going into the alien ship and so he comes mm-hmm. in and he does he does a great it's a great episode he he, he does a great job oh nice um, i'll have to, to so, twin that uh, maybe i'll go the, a little watch through of that i've never really watched the show the first season is really great i watched the first season and then i watched a few of the second seasons and it's like, eh. so like it's when, like what, when, when yeah. it aired, right? Right. Yeah. Same. So it's like what happened to Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Yeah. It became yeah. a different yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's kind of the opposite of the next generation Star Trek, which right. the first two episodes, two seasons are terrible. They're terrible. At and, times, literally offensive. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they got better in season three. Yeah. Code, code of honor, literally an yeah. offensive yeah, piece of television. Yeah, 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 like yeah. it's yeah. actually offensive. Yeah, yeah. And at the time it was offensive. That's the yeah, thing that exactly. always gets me. That's the thing. It's, it's like, it's like yeah. Jonathan Frakes was like, oh no, I don't, I'm, I don't want to be on this show anymore. This yeah, is ridiculous. Exactly. Do you not see what we're doing here? Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, uh, they also say general Thomas Moore is an evil man. We will destroy him. Ah, that's our friend, general Moore. Um, all right. So, uh, Greg tells the, the doc, I've got doc written as a K there. I was wondering what the hell I meant, but I obviously I know. mean doc DOC <laughs> That uh, Charlie was always a pretty, like he was golden boy, uh, come from a good family. It's just kind of a privileged upbringing. And Greg doesn't like that. We know that because Greg doesn't like, Greg doesn't like anybody, but Greg, and I don't think Greg liked Greg very much. Actually, it's true. (laughs) He's just got a, hence, I think the incredible consumption of alcohol. Um, Greg grabs Charlie in a Jeep and he says, have I got a nurse for you? Because Greg's solution to everything, as we know, is drinking and having casual sex with nurses on the island. Of course. And frankly, it's a war zone. I get it. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like mash with pilots rather than that's right. <laughs> no, it's exactly it's very it's similar. Like, and I mash feel, is the same. Yeah, and I got, I got a feeling some of those shots are the same part of California too. Um, Probably, I think so. Uh, they find a tent uh, that has no people because they didn't last very. They weren't here. They didn't last very long. And yeah. the thing there is that there's an assumption. Greg doesn't say it, but I just assume they're dead. Yeah, well, he, he kind of says that they were sort of, um, what, what, what did he say? Um, they're fitness specialists that, you know, and they or, or something like that, because he, he says they wanted to do push-ups all day. Yeah. They didn't last long, but you're right. I mean, it could, it could be just a code for... Or they were we let, Let's not talk about this. These are so some we, of our people we, who are dead. Yeah. yeah. And, and, of course, which makes sense, considering Dobson is... It's been shot down half yeah. dead now yeah. right and so it's like yeah here you can stay here this is where we send all the people who will die yeah. uh <laughs> uh 
I like uh, there's an interesting part there when he confronts me. He said, you know, you could have gone gone to China with the rest of us. Yeah. Um, the implication here is that he didn't want to be a flying tiger. Um, yeah. So, but you know, with the rest of us, I guess maybe a bunch of that class went to China. We can yeah. figure it's yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but now you want to get right back into the action. So he's like, you didn't want to do it, and now you want to. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. But but as he says, Dobson says it's different now, which yeah. makes sense. We are actually at war. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, and and of course, with you and I, because we know the real Pappy Boyington. Like he went because he wanted money. He wanted money. He, he owed people money from money. gambling debts. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He he didn't, and he had a, he had a family. He didn't go because he wanted to shoot. You know, he he wanted to fight. You know, the Japanese, or no. you know, he he went because. It was a job, and it was something he was good at. This, is, and this isn't somebody joining money. one of the international legions in the Spanish Civil War because exactly. they want to fight the fight fascism. Exactly. This is so he had fifteen hundred to kill. Eh? He's a mercenary. Yeah, and everybody knew. Yeah, that the AVG were mer were mercenaries, and I mean, in retrospect, I have no problem with that because they were fighting no. Japan. No, of course, of course. But they were just mercenaries. They weren't. This wasn't some. I, I'm sure some of them went for the idea of, you know, we're doing this because we have to, because of yeah. the, the world, look what's happening in the world. Yeah. I don't think most of them were. Um, and Boynton you know. certainly didn't. And we know he, because <laughs> he's told us in his, the real guy has told yeah. us in black yeah, and white. He, that's he why he that. went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, then we have Anderson developing the pictures from their recon flight. And he says, oh, there's a party tonight. And they're all off yeah. to the sheep's pen. And spaghetti the bird. Uh, it's interesting. There's, it's like, I guess that's it's like a the bird doesn't look like it belongs there. Uh, that's all no. I'm gonna say. That's 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 a that's well. Like a I mean, map. maybe maybe it's Italian. See spaghetti. That's why they call it spaghetti oh, right? and it's huh? ra It's it could be. It's like some kind of um, jackdaw or something because it, yeah. it it mimics. You know, and there you go. It could there be. There you are. They they, they yeah. got it, it was some sort of reverse lendlease. Japan got it from Italy. It was a fascist yeah, lendlease thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it joined up. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or maybe it's just a mercenary. Yeah. Uh and of course the bird speaks in Japanese, uh, and that affects Charlie. Uh hell it would affect me. Uh yeah. I looked over and I saw a raven speaking Japanese. I'd wonder yeah. how much acid somebody put in my coke. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh well, so, you know what yes. I'd be saying. I'd I'd be going, come on, come on, say it. Nevermore. Come on, say it. Oh yeah. <laughs> if Come I, on. Just once. Just once. Yeah, just once. Just once. And, and I'd get it. Nevermore. And I'd get it a little helmet like a Baltimore Raven. I think I'd do yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Um and again, the Baltimore Ravens are, you know, they should be the Cleveland Browns. So just shout out to Cleveland. Yeah. That was exactly. evil that they stole your team. Exactly. Anyway. They got a team back. Well, yeah. Such so so to speak. <laughs> such as it is. Yeah. Uh right. Dobson uh, steps out and uh, Pepsi, Pepsi goes and checks on him because Dobson's a little freaked out by the Japanese speaking yeah. bird. Yeah. Again, yeah. I would be freaked out by the Japanese speaking yeah. bird. Greg, if I could get to Espirios Marcos, I could get my orders. And he says, oh, that's the Charlie Dobson I remember. A little older maybe, but still a spoiled brat. That I don't get because before he was saying, why do you want to go? Why do you want to go? And he's like, now I want to, now I want to go. Oh, that's what I remember. What? Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. If you're confusing, bit yeah, of writing. It is. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, if you're being if we're being generous, Pappy probably is confused. That's fair. 
That's probably a fair point. And he's been, if we're we're being generous, you know, if if we're being generous, Pappy's almost certainly drunk as well. So he probably forgot that other interaction. Um, and here's the guy I hate. There's, there he is. You're the guy I hate. He's the guy I hate. Does he have any liquor? Um, folks, read Baba Black Sheep, the book. We're not exaggerating about how much he drank. Um, anyway, yes. So, uh, uh, Charlie heads over to the beach now and digs up his kit. Oh, and there's a radio. Yes. And he calls in and he calls in in Japanese. Yeah. See, that's the other thing that I, I found rather unrealistic that <laughs> he would learn Japanese. Now I suppose he could learn to speak certain phrases. Sure. In that short period of time. That's correct. But you know, um, he probably doesn't know Japanese. Oh. And it does take some time to learn another language, especially one that isn't in the same language family as yours. Like I can exactly. see how you could learn a little bit of Spanish or a bit of French or a bit of German because yeah. they're Indo-European languages. Yeah. We're all vaguely, but you know, Japanese is kind of different from English. I, yes. <laughs> oh, well, uh, it's fine. It, it just, I wish that wasn't the case because I mean, the Colonel was speaking English to him. Um, <laughs> exactly. I mean, so there was the no need. Like, it's it's like you have a colonel who can speak English to him. Why would you have to teach him Japanese? Yeah, and my guess would be again, considering I know what I know about the history of psychology, the colonel was almost certainly get his PhD in either Germany or the states. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's in probably the states because he speaks English. So I don't know. Anyway, that it's a strange choice. <laughs> All right. So Greg now sends out another recon mission, um, and we're sort of bringing the B and the yeah. A plot together. Yeah. yeah. Because he figures something's going on because. Why do they have flack? Suddenly there's flack and, you know, you have to ask the question first. Yeah. If the island was empty, why were they doing recon missions in the first place? This is a whole different question, Steve. (laughs) But still, you know, you can see why he's sending out the next recon missions when suddenly they're getting flack. Yeah. You would think you're right. If, if the island was important enough that it needed to be photographed, it's important enough the Japanese would have defended it. And yes. they would have used anti-aircraft guns. I'm just, yes. it's yes. just, it's basic science here. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Greg sends it another mission. Let's yep. go have another mission. We have to go find out what the hell's going on. All right. Uh, the doc shows up and asks Greg about Dobson. Uh, <laughs> this kills me. His pH levels are way out of balance. Yeah. Shouldn't he like turn blue or something? <laughs> well, if it's, you know, the, like, you know, your the blood paper, you know, the litmus paper and all that. <laughs> yes. That's what I was thinking. Should he turn blue? Well, if your blood or if your or blood pH, pink? for example, go, it has a tolerance of 0.1 up and 0.1 down. Like you can't yeah. screw with the acidity or alkalinity of your yeah. body. The, yeah. Nothing can do that because if it gets off by just a very small amount, you yeah. die. Biochemistries yeah. are really kind of, these are very finely tuned machines we live in yes. and you can't just throw in anything. Yeah. You can't just say drink a whole bunch of it. And even if you did drink a bunch of vinegar, you, it wouldn't change your blood pH. Like it, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Uh, anyway, that's fine. They just needed something to say. Yeah. I know. Something that sounds medical. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Uh, oh, well. Doc goes and gets Charlie. You need treatment and rest. You'll have to trust me, Charlie. Okay. But his pH levels are way out of black. Yeah. They're way out of whack. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, you give him a piece of litmus paper and he'll turn mm-hmm. blue or it turns blue. Pink. Yeah. 
What's it in I'm, his mouth? I'm, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I did KMC, so I don't know if acid makes you turn blue or pink. I can't remember, actually, to be honest with you, which one it is. One's blue, and one's pink. Ba- yeah. And base is the other one. That's that's, that's all right. I remember. I don't no, remember which one look, it is. that's good. That's pretty good. If you haven't done chemistry in that long a time and you still remember those two things, that's pretty since good. Since high school. Yeah. Good. So, me too. I haven't done chemistry since high school. I, I deal with chemistry more on a daily basis. I grad- yeah, well, that was my point. I graduated in 1985, so. Yeah, me too. Oh, 84, I guess. Um. Right. So they're over back over No Name Island um, and getting shot at again because apparently the Japanese are defending No Name Island. Uh, they take some pictures and the pictures they took, didn't they use, is this where they've used the infrared film? I think so. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, Zero show up. Uh, I, the air battle here was really good. And I liked, again, they yeah. did really, they put the stock footage well together with the stuff that they film. Yeah. Um, the original stuff. We're going to soon run out of the original stuff they film and it, it's going to be recycled original stuff, especially yeah. in season two. A lot of it's recycled original stuff, but it's, it's, it's fun. I thought it was a very well filmed bit and put together, but I like that. Um, Gutterman, of course, flames of Zeke. I don't know how many kills Gutterman ends up getting, but he's, 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 he's yeah. almost as good as Pappy. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that always gets me, and this happens a lot in TV shows. And one of the things I like about again, masters of the air is that they still wear their oxygen masks. They yeah. would never have, the, like there's no reason for them to have masks unbuttoned. Like that's just not a thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like how in on, on TV shows, astronauts have lit helmets. Yeah. They have lit helmets. So cameras can pick them up for television. Exactly. <laughs> Real astronauts yeah. don't have lit helmets. <laughs> they don't need them. No, but you need them for TV. You know, like you don't want to cover the actor's face. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And this is why, you know, they would have face masks on for their oxygen. Yeah. Um, so it, it's bad enough that they can't show their feathered hair. You know, because <laughs> Well, it's amazing their feathered hair it's, fits in those little flight helmets they wear. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Back at Lakava, um, Greg's peeling potatoes, which I thought, what the hell's going Why is he sitting? That was the strangest thing. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It was strange. Um, and then if I know says, anything from Corporal Klinger, yes. you don't want to peel potatoes. Apparently, this is the, yeah, one of the things, there's some some jobs you don't want. One of them is doing the kitchen, and one of them is is uh, is, is, is cleaning the, the toilets. And yes. uh I'd rather do the kitchen, but the kitchen, you got to get up early because you got to yeah. cook. Yeah. So anyway, someone says to him, uh, looks like you lost the horseshoes match. Uh, uh, and then Greg says, please keep it a secret. <laughs> but he probably he's, had a bet. He had a bet and he lost, lost and he's it. peeling the potatoes for somebody else. Yes. They were using the infrared film. They check out their infrared photo- photos, a squadron of Bettys, which are, uh, they were, that was the allied reporting name for the Mitsubishi yeah. G4M. And for those of you out there who know about airplanes, it's kind of like a B-25 or if you yeah. want to, if you want a fascist equivalent, it's like an oh, Heinkel at 111. Yeah. They're a medium bomber. Yep. Um, and they have fuel tanks on them. Greg says that are two times bigger than normal. Oh, okay. That's, so, and that's why, because they're only a medium bomber. They're not long range right. bombers. That's right. Jap- the Japanese and Germans and the Italians didn't really have any long-range bombers of, uh, in any quantity, right? Um, well, they weren't traveling long distances. The way, the way they, they, that's right. The way they had the war, they fought the war. They did it either with ships or, you know, the yeah. army, right? And the way, I mean, one of the reasons that the Allies had so many uh, long-range bombers was because the Americans at the, uh, like even in the late 30s, 
looked and said, uh, what if Hitler takes the whole of Europe? We'll still yeah. need a way to bomb them. And that's where the B-29 comes yeah. from. They needed a need plane fly that could Eng fly from England the States. Germany. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, States. for the B-29, they needed something that could fly. Like, or the B-17, same thing. Yeah, at least England, but quite possibly only maybe Greenland could yeah. fly from, right? So, yeah. yep. Uh, so that's, the, that's a big difference there. Um, so the fuel tanks are bigger because they don't have these. They're going to use these as heavier bombers, I guess, or longer range bombers. Um, now, look, again, they, he, he calls, um, they call General Moore and Lard actually answers the uh, yeah. radio and says, this better be an emergency. And as I know here, again, they wouldn't do this in the clear, but we can yeah. let that go. Um, uh, yeah, I actually say, I don't want to watch them in code. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, what's, what's the fun in that, right? Yeah. Um, but but they 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 want to talk to General Moore, and of course, because they know something's up, and General Moore is in a an important yeah. conference, right? Yeah. yeah, and here here's a TV trope, right? Lard doesn't listen to him, right? <laughs> that, that you know, there's two common TV TV tropes about yes. you know people communicating to each other. Yes. One, somebody's trying to tell somebody something, and the other person just doesn't listen, or two. The second person is over is eavesdropping and misinterprets what what's being said. And ideally, you can get both in the same thing. That's exactly that's beautiful. You know, and here, you know, large says it's better be better be an emergency. It's on the emergency, emergency frequency. channel. Yes, <laughs> it's like you know, um, and he doesn't no, even just, listen to him. Yeah, it's this better be an emergency, but uh, fuck off. I mean, that's yeah. not. I get the feeling if if you called the emergency channel and general I mean, general Lard uh, answered it and you said this is a real emergency right now, uh, a squadron of uh, Bettys were coming towards yeah. Spiros Marcos. You'd say, well, I don't care. You called on the wrong channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've when, met people when, like that. Yeah, when we've seen situations where Lard has sided with Pape, right? We Remember have. that? That's that right. Just last where, the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, where where he leans over to Moore and goes. Actually, that's, that's a, a good, good idea. idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. So we, we, it's been established that more that Lard doesn't like Greg or the black sheep, but he also yeah. knows they're competent. So yes. I'm, I'm surprised with 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 Lard's reaction here. I, I don't think that was true to his well, character I mean, you, as much. You've got 20, 20 minutes of TV show left, right? Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah, I understand what it's in service <laughs> of. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, we also find out that uh, through Hutch, Hutch is one of my favorite characters in the show, actually. Uh, through Hutch, that Dobson left on a C-47. Uh-oh. Uh, and he beat up the doc. That's He yeah. beat up the doctor to get on. So, Yeah. All right. They're off to intercept Dobson, obviously. Um, yeah. You ever wonder if the planes are still around? Like those Corsairs? Yes. I, yes. I, I don't know. I don't know if they are or not. I remember seeing an interview with the guy who played PJ. I can't remember his name right now offhand. Um, uh, on the... You. Yeah, on the Alan Hamill show. Remember that oh, show? Yes, I yeah. remember Alan Hamill. Uh, and him, him talking about how they did the pilot and they showed it and to the, uh, oh, whatever it was, CBS or NBC or whatever, and they liked it. They didn't know they were going to like it. They thought it was going to be a one-off TV movie. They liked it, and they had to go back and find the planes again. And I just remember him yeah. saying, and I remember Alan Hamill saying, yeah. wow, those must be really valuable. They're antiques. He said, yeah, I think they're worth like $80,000 a piece. <laughs> Probably worth a lot more than that now. I, I have hope a vague memory of seeing Spando Ballet on the Alan Hamill show. Wow. That's the kind of thing that, that's a really strange thing to happen. That's like, I, I saw a comedian 
doing a set at Algoma University in 1997 in the cafeteria. And the next night he was on Letterman. And it was the strangest thing because he's like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. I'm on Late Night with David Letterman tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. Because <laughs> he was in a cafeteria. He was good, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, Alan Hamill was also Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers, and and got a lot of guests that way to his show because he was into the Hollywood scene. Eh? Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, they were, yeah, the planes were only 30 years old then, and they're now 70 years old. So, yeah. Uh, there's still I mean, a lot of I, yeah, I mean, planes I, around. I figure they, yeah, because they, you know, some of them we preserved, but I presume like parks and stuff like that would be difficult. It's kind of hard to come by, eh? Yeah. Right. So, so what I could see is like, like ten of them left because yeah. they've they they've been cannibalizing the others, right? You know, yeah. They, they, you, they I, these these ten are in in the best condition, so yeah, we'll cannibalize the other ones to maintain these ones. I could see and that. Corsairs happening. aren't the kind of planes that people like. I know you and I like the, those planes, but. People want P-51s and Spitfires. Eh? So sure. those there's there's those around. Yeah. P-51s, I bet I could find one in town. Yeah. Uh, you know, because everybody has those. I'd love a P-51. I can't fly a plane. I just like to park it no. in front of the house. <laughs> just park it in front of the house. People say, what's that? Oh, it's my plane. It's in the driveway. It's my plane. Uh, <laughs> all right. So some MPs show up and they say, uh, <laughs> like when, <laughs> I like when Jim says, I'm not going to check my gun behind the bar, sport. <laughs> He gets into his, his his western mode, and Pappy totally's like no, yeah, because even Pappy knows that Jim Gutterman's approach to everything is to have a fight. Yeah. Pappy's approach is first let's get drunk and see if we can have a scheme, then have a yeah. fight. Yeah, uh, right. I, but I like how Jim gets shot down by Pappy. There, it's like nope, nope, we're not doing that. <clears throat> so Large shows up, and Greg shows him the photos, and of course they're an air raid siren. It sounds. Um, and during the confusion and the bombing, uh, they, they grab a Jeep as of course they do. Uh, and they get to the hospital uh, or so we, and then we cut over to the hospital and Dobson is getting timers out of his kit. And we see through a flashback that, uh, the Colonel has trained him to put the timers into some C4 when an air raid, si- when the air raid siren goes off. So that air raid siren, that air raid wasn't, it was just a couple of planes coming over. So the air raid siren would go off. That would make Dobson do his thing. Yeah, uh, and and I'm doing this deliberately. Just yes, so you know. Yes, it's like Pavlog ringing a bell. Thank you. Yep. I'm just going to leave that where it is, and I'm not going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> Trying to push his button. Pavlog didn't ring it was a bell. A, it was a buzzer. It's a buzzer on automatic feeding equipment. Um, right. Uh, also, I I found out that those those little timers are Polaroid development timers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. And I love that. I love when people yeah. use weird things as props. Um, yeah. It's like, why not? Right. Uh, right. Oh, and then we see all these generals leaving a bunker. Mm-hmm. We see Charlie run into the bunker and we see that there's no guards at the bunker. I yeah, was... I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Again, this screws the story if there's guards, but yeah. Oh, well, uh, back at the hospital, uh, they see his kit and realize, well, he didn't have his kit when he, when they found him. So where'd this come from? Uh, and then a quick cut shows Dobson planning all the explosives, uh, and here come all the Bettys, right? So, yeah, uh, it's a good plan. Oh, it's very the, like the, the, the sort of strategically is, is is it's brilliant actually. Yes. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah you, you know, I mean, my Pearl Harbor was a good plan too, and it didn't work. It was, but, uh, <laughs> it but was. I'm, know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan, but it was a no, good plan. No, yes. it was a good plan. 
Yeah. Um, just unfortunately, the aircraft carriers weren't there at the time. Yeah. Um, for the Jap- uh, But fortunately for, you know, all of us sitting here today. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but, it, but it is a good plan. Force yes. them into the bunker because of an air raid. Yeah. And the bunker is wired with explosives. It's 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 very clever. Yeah, you it's ensure a, that they're in there. That's right. Uh, and uh, so they, Charlie runs in, and then back at the hospital. Oh yeah, we realized we didn't have his stuff. Uh, they the, anyway, our heroes get there in time, and they confront Dobson. Um, and Greg and Jim get out of the bunker and get everybody just in time to get everybody out. Yeah, as it explodes. Um, yeah. they note earlier on in the episode that that bunker was built by the Japanese when they ran the island. Um, and there were really big emplacements made it of really thick reinforced concrete. The Japanese did put down huge fortifications like that. So that's not entirely ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, unlike, you know, the idea that there's a casino on Espiritus Marcos. It's a little yeah. silly, yeah. <laughs> but, but this kind of thing did happen. And when the Americans would take stuff over, they just, well, this is a building. We may as well use it. So anyway, they get him out and it turns out that, uh, uh, well, they, they confront him and they, you know, they, at the, at the end, we just hear that, uh, we hear that Dobson was sent back to the States and Greg says, I hope they put him back together again. Yeah. Yeah. You said, you think he feels guilty. Why do you think he, he feels does. guilty? He, he, he does. He, he, he says, you know, um, a, a little bit that, that he let, he, he, he feels he didn't help him enough because he didn't like him. So yeah. he let his kind of personal feelings get in the way. Um, and so he, you know, in, in the sort of the end monologue there, yeah. you know, he, he, he kind of, he kind of says, you know, I, I could have done more. I feel I could have done more, yeah. but I decided I didn't like him. Yeah. I, so, I think, yeah. I, I bet a lot of people who command people yeah. uh, in, in wartime always, whenever they lose sure. somebody think I could have done more, I could have done more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. I I just can't imagine what that's like. I and I don't want to have to know. <laughs> what a miss, Steve. <clears throat> um, just kind of three things. Okay, I guess. kind of three. Kind of three, maybe maybe two two and a half. Okay, either um, way, you know, because you know, when I saw them on the beach, the the bit where they're the wine in the in the in the water, my first thought was football. You bet, <laughs> um, because they're playing football. Of course they are, yeah. That's that's kind of the half one. That was just more of a thing that, you know, kind of popped in my head. Like that one. Like that. Yep. Any um, reference to the San Pedro Beach Bums I'm in. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I wish I could find copies of that. Like I'm sure it's terrible. I'm sure it's terrible. Oh, but... it was it was terrible when I was yeah. in grade four when it was on. Yep. Even my yep. friends, we all laughed at how how stupid it was. We all watched yep. next week though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd love I'd love to be able to find episodes. Uh, I haven't been able to find any. But anyway. Um, you know. And um, also, just as a kind of thing where we're, where we were kind of talking about it, you know, um, and part of the reason why he ha- um, Dobson has to bunk with the unit is they've got sixteen cases of battle fatigue. Yeah, right. So that you know, there's that kind of you know, and again, that that kind of ties into my reason why he might not want to stay yeah. behind and, and go back to and he's so gung ho about being back to his unit because battle fatigue still as we they would have called it earlier yeah. shell shock yes or ptsd mm-hmm. he really still had a stigma to it you know and he yeah. didn't want to be seen that way yeah and i mean i i think a lot of guys understood it but the bravado would be like yeah 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 fair point yeah good point uh yeah and um 
We also find out that he's on the Lexington. Yes. Right. Um, and they That's also right. had they also had a term for him. I can't find him. carrier pigeon, and they called him a carrier pigeon, which I yeah. really liked. Right, like like you know, because because he's he's based on a carrier. You know, um, and so they called him a carrier pigeon, which I thought was a really cool term. That is nice for for a, a pilot who flies off a carrier. And of course, the Lex the lexicon, of course, run by the U.S. Navy, obviously, and the Marines are at the time still were kind of a branch of the Navy in a way, yeah. kind of de dependent, but not. It's a little different now. Yeah. So, Marine squadrons did now and then fly off carriers. That was yeah. a thing. Yep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Is that was it, you got any any others? Anything else I screwed up there? <laughs> No, not really. That, 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 that's it. All right. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, because uh, we haven't done anything uh, okay. for the Masochist Movie Collective. All right. Or Cuddle Bros. I will say that I could plug uh, plug the tests I'm about to go mark from Introduction to Behavioral Neuroscience. You can follow both of us on various microblogging platforms at dbroadbeck and Dark Inco. Uh, I was wondering what to play at the end, and Steve came up with, I'm going to give you all the credit, the idea of playing a Tokyo Rose broadcast. I thought it'd be cool. It's very great, and Tokyo Rose was a, a series with a whole bunch of different women, actually, who did yep. these propaganda broadcasts. Um, and the funny thing about them was the Americans did listen to them because yes. it had better music collection uh, selection yeah. than Armed Forces yeah. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and I've heard some uh, uh, ex-American um, servicemen say when they got home after the war, they really kind of missed the broadcasts because they really <laughs> enjoyed the broadcasts. Yeah, and it's funny because you know we all think of this as being real sort of treason. And in fact, one person was tried for treason who was one yeah. of the Tokyo Roses. Yeah. But people spoke at her trial saying, yeah. no, 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 it was entertainment. We, we knew it was propaganda. So we didn't yeah. listen to all the stuff about, oh, hell your sweethearts are cheating on you. Yeah. We were there. We were there to hear Betty Goodman, man. And, yeah. and even in, and, and even in some, um, you know, you even get this in, in, uh, show TV shows like mash and stuff like that. You know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of them really like being mentioned. Yeah. Cause like, Hey, we're stars now. She's mentioned Tokyo yeah. Rose is mentioning us. Cool. <laughs> like it, they mentioned a unit or a place yeah. where people were. Like, hey, and of course, fame. Oh, be careful. You know, VMF two fourteen. I heard you got bombed the other day and it'd yep. be like, Yay, yep. we're yep. famous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different than Lord Ha Ha, who was a lot more that well, nobody... he was yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's different. No one took that as a no fun thing. No, and that was different. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. he was a Nazi, so yeah, an actual Nazi. Whereas yeah. these the woman who was eventually charged with being one of the Tokyo Roses, um, that was just happenstance that she ended up. She ended up. She yeah. was an American Japanese Japanese American who ended up yeah. in Japan when the war started, and you know couldn't get out, so she had yeah. to work somewhere. Yeah, uh, and she was she was pardoned eventually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. All right. On that note, we'll also, hear also if bit. you if you heard a weird sound, that was my stepson calling. Okay. I don't know. I don't. Know I didn't hear anything. Made. Okay. Cool. I yeah. Just want to make sure. No problem. I didn't come over the audio. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, on that note, uh, we'll yeah. pack it in. Say hello to him for me and the rest of the of the of our listeners. I will. And uh, I will see you, Steve. All right. In the future. All right. See you. And now, that hat will retire. The second request is sent in by a roaming bonehead of an orphan, uh, request number 29. He wants 
Tony Martin, of all people, to help him forget the mosquitoes and dirty rifles. Well, you know, obliging Annie, Tony Martin, and now it can be told. for some, waffle cleaning for some, and for the others, just another day to play. Let's all get together and forget those last day blues. Here's Kay Kaiser, Sally Mason, and all the playmates, so come join the parade, you bonehead. Oh,
Mouse pointer. There it is. Okay. <laughs> I should I should leave that part in. Where's my fucking mouse pointer? Hello. Hello. Peggy. Pizza House. <laughs> 